worship tonight. Can you put your hands together? Stand up. Let's put our hands together. Amen. Let's just worship him. There is a river where goodness flows. There is a fountain that drowns sorrows. There is an ocean deeper than
deserving of it. Amen. We come alive in that river. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Amen. We come alive. It said, break open prison doors. Amen. There's dancing in the street, Lord. We come alive in that place, Heavenly Father. And we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be alive on not just the outside, Lord, but mostly on the inside, Lord. For one day we were dead, Lord, but we are alive in your love, Lord. And we thank you for that, Lord. And Lord, receive our worship and our praise, our adoration to you, Jesus. And thank you, Lord, for your love. We're grateful for it. Amen, church? We sing about it. Come on. Higher than the mountains that I face And it's stronger than the power of the grave Constant in the trial and the change This one thing remains Come on, sing it again. It's higher. It's higher than the mountains that I face And it's stronger than the power of the grave Constant in the trial and the change This one thing remains This one Give him thanks for his love and say, Your love never fails, it never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love never fails, it never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love never fails, it never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love. Separate my heart 
sing overwhelmed. Come on. You sing it. And I'll never ever have to be afraid. Because this one thing remains. Sing it again. On and on it goes. And on it, on it, on it, on it goes. That's right. Yes, it overwhelms and satisfies my soul. And I'll never, ever have to be afraid. Because this one thing remains. Because your love never fails. is my beginning the line drawn in the sand the end of all my striving now I am born again that Jesus was forsaken
He's triumphed over death. Not for a moment in your life. But he said, I have triumphed over that when? Forever. And ever. Let's sing it. This is our victory. Sing it. Come on and say, stronghold. Strongholds bowing to the Savior. Resurrection power over every circumstance. His word stands final and forever. He will not be shaken. He alone is one. Strongholds bowing to the Savior. Resurrection power. Sister Roxy, lead us in this prayer, Amen. my sister. Heavenly Father, yes. we just pray your resurrection power over every circumstance in this room right now. We just sing about it. We stand on your promise and we declare your resurrection power over every circumstance. Because you have conquered not only death, 
But every circumstance in this room, and right now we declare victory. We declare those chains to be broken. We declare, Heavenly Father, healing from the top of the head to the bottom of the feet. We declare your power over those things. And some of us in this place, we stand in victory right now because we we are the embodiment of your miracle. We are the embodiment of your resurrection power. And for that, we give you all honor and all glory and all praise and we lay our crowns of glory at your feet right now heavenly father oh heavenly father it just is just such an honor to be in your presence right now thank you heavenly father that we get the opportunity to be here right now thank you heavenly father for all of those individuals in this room that have reached out and felt your presence and because of that they have been changed inside heavenly father Thank you, Lord, for all of those individuals who are watching online who needed to hear a word from you. Lord, I pray that you prepare their heart, mind, and soul so that they can hear that word. Same for all the people in the room, Heavenly Father. You are so good. You are so majestic. Your name lives forever and ever. And in your name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Let's give him praise. Let's give him praise, church. He is so good. turn to someone and say, I'm happy to see you in the house of the Lord today. church i know i didn't want to stop that did you man that was awesome Ooh, it is such Praise an honor and privilege welcome, welcome, Amen. welcome church such an Amen. honor and privilege to worship with you guys today thank you so yes, much for is. that welcome in. we want to welcome you into the house of god and into his house of worship tonight my name is michael romero your worship and arts pastor here at new beginnings church and and my name is Roxy de Santiago, and it is my honor and privilege to be part of your worship team here tonight Amen. as well. Thank you, Sister Rox. We want to welcome you guys again. Those watching from home, welcome. Church, um, before we uh, move on with uh, a few of announcements, a um, uh, special awesome video announcement that we have for you tonight, we want to catch you up on just a couple of things, church. Um, once again, uh, we want to remind the men of God, we, we have still a few spots available for those early bird specials for the men's retreat going on down south. Yep. And it's just an awesome time with that uh, all-inclusive uh, retreat that we're going to have for the men of God. So if men of God, if, if you're within the sound of my voice and you want somewhere just to really connect with other men, right, um, and just fellowship with other guys and just be able to be free and really just take a weekend and rest and recoup, I would strongly advise for you to really consider this retreat. It's going to be an amazing time. And my sisters in the house, could you encourage your men? You know you need a weekend (laughs) of some quiet. Could you just encourage them to get out there? I promise you that they're going to learn something that's going to make them a better husband. So just encourage them to get out there and and give you some peace and quiet. You don't have to make them any lunches while they're out there. It'll be great. Yeah, it's all included. 
It is all included. You so don't have to pack their lunch either. It comes with that. No, no packing lunch. You don't have to do any of that. Um, uh, except, well, I don't know if it, wow. it all depends, right? You I have to. Know. You have to remind them to register. That's probably what you got to do. <laughs> you you got to help somehow, right? But I encourage you, men of God, women of God, if you have a man, man in your life that you want to encourage, please uh, look that up. Um, the last thing I want to do is for you to sign somebody up, and then they'll be like, "No, I don't want to go." I really encourage you. Talk to them. Ask them questions. Ask us questions. Ask, ask, ask people in the men of, God, of, of New Beginnings, hey, what is this really all about? And if you have no clue, and maybe you just want a little more information, there's a QR code behind me. Scan that QR code. Point your camera at it. Click the link. It's going to take you to our registration portal. In that, in that portal, there's a link to Lone Tree Bible Ranch where you can check out the, the retreat center. And it's, just, it's an amazing, amazing campus where it's all-inclusive bike, bike riding, horseback riding, skeet shooting. Uh, I was talk, talking about Sunday Rocks. About um, We swore never to talk about it, um, but I just didn't but mention not, any names. I know. You did, no names were mentioned. Did, no names and were mentioned. just to be clear, it's a men's retreat, so it was not me. That's right. <laughs> For once. But I will tell you, guys on the water slide playing i mean they acted like kids i mean it was just a bunch of guys honestly just bring even more so yes Imagínate, Roxy. Uh-huh. i heard somebody was screaming like a little girl that's what i heard again not me i didn't go and no names were mentioned no names were no mentioned. Names were, so please look into that and i advise you men of god sign into that it's really really awesome men of god okay the other thing i want to remind you church is about our baptism service roxy that baptism service is so just important. an amazing step in our faith. Talk That's to us right. about that. Baptism for you, my, my friends, uh, my brothers and sisters, baptism is such an amazing moment where you know that you have stood up in church or, or wherever it is you have declared that Jesus Christ is your Savior. And that's a critical step too. But there's one more thing that the Bible says you need to do, and it is to be baptized because being baptized is the outward expression of that moment when you stood up and declared Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says that you then need to be baptized by water. In fact, Jesus himself was baptized. So if Jesus did it, what makes you think that you are any exception to that, right? So would you just um, get some more information? If you're not sure what it means, if you're not sure how it's going to apply to you, Call, use that QR code, call somebody, call me, call the office, call Pastor Richard. We can give you some more information about what that means. But it is a critical step in your walk with Christ. It is one more of those steps that you need to take so that you can confirm your place as the body of Christ. That's right. So we encourage you to do that. And maybe you've been baptized already, but it's, um, it'd be amazing for you to stand by and witness it and encourage those and cheer them on when they come out and say, hey, I'm made new. This is my public declaration. And if you can hang out, that's going to be the last Sunday of this month. I would really, really encourage you. Again, that awesome link that we talk about all the time is going to take you to our registration portal where you can choose what event you want to register for. And we say thank you for that, church. And maybe you're new to the church, so and you don't know what baptism looks like. You are not sure to just come. Take a look, see what it looks like, and then right after that is meet the pastors. And guess what? There are snacks for meet the pastors. So you, you get an all-inclusive. You get to see what baptism is about. You meet the pastors, and you get snacks. That's right. It's a win-win. It's a win-win-win. Win. Yeah. It is win-win-win. Yep, that's right. 
So church, we want to thank you for that, and we want to thank you for your participation in that. Obviously, tonight's worship service, we thank you for your participation in that. And church, uh, and for what you and I are doing in this community, thank you so much. If you have not had an opportunity yet to set up your e-giving, now would be an awesome time for you to do that. The ways to set up your e-giving are behind me on the screen or the, the screen in front of you at home. You can do it by simply texting that word, or you can go on our app or online, whatever is more convenient for you. And maybe you just like to keep it a little old school. Maybe. That's okay. Yeah. We have our tithing boxes at our doorways here inside the sanctuary, and we thank you for not just your obedience, but for your faithfulness and your generosity always going over and above the tithe. And thank you, church. That's what makes all of these programs um, our outreach to the community and the programs for all of you. That's what makes it possible. So we cannot thank you enough for that. Thank you, church. And with that, we say, please turn your attention to your screens for a minute. trained, which could be, you know, whatever potty trained is different in different households, but through fifth grade. And let me just tell you something. There is something about a child learning to hear something about like Daniel in the lion's den. Those, those stories of adversity that we hear that come in back to your memory in a moment when you need it the most. There's nothing like all of those stories that Sister Jessica teaches over there. So I hope you will encourage your children, your grandchildren, your neighbors. If you live in an apartment complex, think of all those kids that have nothing to do but play video games. I know all your parents are like, could you get off the video games already? But listen, this is an opportunity. There are, again, can I just say there are snacks provided for these kids? Obviously, I'm big on the snacks, right? Um, but there, listen, aside from all of that, aside from all of the fun they're going to have and all of the excitement that Jessica tries to build into them, the most important part 
of what happens during VBS are the messages that the kids take into their heart and the way they live that out, not only in the years of adversity, but during the school year, because during the school year, even in elementary, even, you know, potty trained to fifth grade, even those kids face adversity. You know what adversity they're facing at that time? They're learning whether or not people lie. They're learning about whether or not adults lie. No, mijo, tell them I'm not here, right? They're learning about whether or not people are honest. They're learning about whether or not they should give things back if they find it. They're, whether, they're learning about whether or not they can trust people. All of those lessons that are so critical to building the foundation of who these children are in Christ. This is where it starts. It starts with things like VBS and, and Sister Jessica and all the work that she does. So I hope I encourage you all to um, just invite kids, sign up kids, and bring kids. So thank you for that. I know I've had the mic a long time, and you're probably thinking, they're going to give it to her all night. But no, this is it. This is it. I promise you, this is the last you'll hear of me tonight. Um, but thank you so much. And without any more comments from me, could we all welcome our pastor for tonight, Michael Romero. Good evening, my family. Man, so church, uh, what an amazing honor to be here tonight to deliver God's word. Nothing that I love more than delivering God's word. Young people, you're dismissed in the name of Jesus. Young people, you're dismissed. You are free to go. Go do your thing. So I want to take this opportunity to always, I, I always like to take the opportunity to thank our senior pastor, Pastor Richard Mansfield, Uh, he sends, obviously, his greeting. Um, he's in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, he has a follow-up appointment tomorrow morning with his surgeon, and we're praying and hoping that he gets uh, the green light and completely taken, but only if absolutely necessary, right? Uh, I know he's dying to get off of some of those restrictions, and he's got to go to PT like twice a week, and, um, and he's like, oh, I'm tired of it. Yeah, but you may need it. Right? And as a loving son that, and daughter that you are, I'm sure you feel the same exact way. So, Pastor, we love you, and we hope that you get a good report, and we're praying for that in Jesus' name. Um, church, you and I, we were talking about just a second ago about what you and I are doing in the community. And one of the things that you and I are heavily involved in is we, we're involved. I, I, I always I love to mention um, uh, part of our statement And we're founded in, in that New Beginnings Church exists to do this, healing and restoring lives through the love of Jesus Christ. And we love to do that. And it will always be a part of our DNA. And part of that that we, that we partner with is so many ministries. One of those ministries that we partner with is you guys are so familiar with them. Such a great partner in ministry to us. Uh, they're an extension of New Beginnings Church, and that's under his construction. And we celebrate everything that they do because they are making such an impact in so many, so many, so many lives. And I want to invite Pastor Chris and Pastor Sonia to come up. I just want to take a couple of minutes. I just want to, I just want to take just a couple of minutes because on August the 5th, We have, uh, I say we, but you, you, under his construction, you guys come on up here. 
under his construction, has their annual fundraiser. And I want to ask you guys, how can we support you in this fundraising effort? I know, obviously, money is obviously an issue. Uh, We would love, besides the fact that you, you need monetary gifts, you need bodies in the seats to support the work that you guys are doing. Tell us, how can we support you, Pastor? Thank you, Michael. And, and, and congregation, it's so awesome that this year we're going to bring our fundraiser to, to this venue because we're always trying to, to reach other other venues and in, in other parts of our city. But this year, we're, we're bringing it here. And, and we're asking you to come and laugh with us. And so um, I just want to, I want to take one second. This is how you can help us. Let me ask all of those who are under his construction to stand up. Amen. Go ahead, Tomas, Renee, anybody else. That's right. And, or have been under his construction or impacted by under his construction. And so how many of you are clean and sober today? Amen. Right? This is, this is why to come help us. And uh, we're, we're, we, we, try to, we try to make things very simple. It's a, it's a two-hour um, fundraising event. Um, it's, we're not very good at pre- presenting food, so we're just <laughs> doing finger food. And, um, and so it's really, it's really simple. Um, Fill the seats. Come laugh. Come, come spend some time with us. And uh, the tickets are only $25. Where can you go in the city? Uh, you can't even go to Raising Cane's and spend less That's than right. 25 bucks, right? And so uh, it, it'll be a great time. Sonia, do you have something you want to add? Yes. So uh, take a flyer. I know you know somebody, maybe a neighbor, maybe a boss, maybe a colleague, somebody that wants to do something and is not doing anything, um, just coming to the fundraiser and learning about who we are and what we do in the community, they have the advantage to partner with us by uh, just by just coming and watching the show Amen. or supporting us financially, praying for us, um, adopting one of our residents, all those things. So I don't if, mean adopting that. If, way, if somebody, if somebody's not able to make it, it it's going to be August the fifth. What time is it going to be, Pastor? So Chris? doors, doors open at five o'clock. And if somebody can't make it, how can they continue? How can they help even if they can't make it? Because what, what you know, some people have crazy schedules. Maybe they can't make it. But how can we help? Um, obviously, prayer, guys. Prayer is number one. We're 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 frontline. Well, we're not frontline. They're frontline, but. We're all frontline ministries and and pulling people out of the muck and mire off of our streets and changing Albuquerque. And so you can pray for us. You can go to our website, and there's all of our information about our website. What is the website? Uh, It is underhisconstruction.org, and um, there's a donate button on there. You can do a one-time gift. You can do reoccurring. You can... You can, uh, you know, uh, tell people about what we do. You guys know who we are. Thank you, man. And so we thank you for your continued support. This is, this is our ninth year as, a, as doing our fundraiser, but we've, we've been doing this 17 years. 
Amen. in our city. Thank you, my so, brother. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Of God course, bless, bless you. you, my brother. And you. Pastor Sonia, thank you so much for what you guys are doing and the impact that you guys are making in the community. Yeah. Church, if wow. you're able to make it on August the 5th, doors open at 5. It's a comedy hour, time of fellowship, and Sonia does it big, so I guarantee you it's not going to be anything just like bleh. I promise you it's going to be something big. Tell your people about it. Amen? Well, let's get into the Word because we have an awesome Word for you tonight. Amen? Uh, Pastor um, has been giving us, uh, has, has given us an awesome sermon series on 10 values for strong families. And um, I want you to turn with me to the book of Exodus. And we're going to be in, in chapter 20. So if you have your Bibles with you or maybe your cell phones, we'll have it up on the screen if you don't have it. But just pl- put your placeholder on Exodus chapter 20. And we're going to start at verse 8 to 11. But let me let you guys know kind of where I'm at with it. Okay? So... The other day, like many of us, we're driving and people are just kind of zigzagging in and out of traffic, right? You're having conversations with people and you're seeing people just go, go, go. I mean, these guys are just flying by, right? The speed limit is 75 on the highway and people are passing you like like if you're the one going slow. Right, And you're going 75, 80 miles an hour, and you're like, dude, what is, where's the fire? Like, really, right? I was having this conversation <clears throat> with a 17-year-old girl the other day. She's a friend of my daughter's. I love this kid. And I said, I miss you. Where have you been? And she said, you know, I, I just don't have any time I don't have any time. All I do is work. All I do is work. And she's 17 years old. And I was like, man, you know, I said, we have this technology that was supposed to make our lives so easy. This technology that you and I have in the palm of our hands and Everywhere, our cars, our GPS systems that tell us, hey, shortest way to get there. We're, we're halfway there. And then it tells us, faster route saves you one minute. Right? And then you take that route, and then you go, faster route saves you two minutes to the route you were actually on in the first place. Right? It's not just me. And it just creates, and, and it seems like you and I, the more efficient we're trying to be, All we are is what we have added is just what? Speed and aggravation and distraction. Speed, we're just going faster and faster and faster and nowhere to go. And this reminds me of that Smokey and the Bandit, right? He said, said, I've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. That is our daily life. It just seems like that's who we have become. No matter how efficient we're trying to be. Our families, though, are the ones that are taking the hit. Why is it that our families are the ones that are taking the hit? We're, being, we're caught up in being so busy. Our company's numbers are up 
but our family morale is down. Why? Why is it that way? How many of you here have ever said these words when you're at work? Man, I know you guys better than I know my kids. I spend more time with you than I do with my own family. Finish the sentence. And you're saying that as you're working all these overtime hours. It's convicting. I know it's not just me. It's convicting. I get it. But in all that thinking and this contemplating that I've done, we're talking about these 10 values for strong families. God gives us a way out, and he gives us this uh, way out of this mindset, but if we choose only to do it. Today, we're talking about the fourth commandment, one that's very convicting, but don't let it be just an only convicting today. Today, I want you to be liberated. Because when we talk about the Sabbath, it has become such a divisive, even, topic among brothers and sisters in Christ. It has become something so that people will argue over it in the same pew next to one another talking about the Sabbath. When we talk about the commandments, I don't believe that there is no commandment greater than the other. Why? Because the word says it, for one. When we talk about the Sabbath, there are the first three that we've already talked about with Pastor. He's talked about the first commandment, to put no gods before me. Right? The first three are to do with our conduct before God. And we're talking about First commandment, no gods before me. The second commandment is no graven images or even in the likeness of that we should worship only him. The third one is don't use the Lord's, God's name in vain. Don't use his name in vain, not even in messing around. We're not even supposed to do it that way. That's why when Jesus prayed, he said, our father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Hallowed is your name. That's why he prayed it that way. And the fourth, which is what we're talking about today, is the Sabbath. It's known as the day of rest. It's the commandment that bridges that gap between our conduct before God and our conduct before God and man. It has to do with both. And tonight we're going to look at that. I want us to understand it a little bit better. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, uh, that you have prepared us tonight, Lord, um, with this wonderful time of worship, Lord. It couldn't be more timely, Lord, for this convicting message. But also, Lord, I pray that it would be used, Lord, to liberate us, Lord, and to truly understand, Lord, how you want us to use the Sabbath, Lord, to honor you. And so, Lord, instill in our hearts now, Lord, this message, Lord, to transform us, Lord, and to become closer and nearer and nearer to you. In your name we pray. Amen. You know, church, if you and I are going to instill this value into our families, it's important that you and I remember that God has given us a day of rest. I know. Imagine that. 
a day of rest. I want you to turn with me, if you're already there with me, Exodus chapter 20. We're going to read to verses 8 to 11. This is what the Word of God reads. It says, Remember to observe the Sabbath, Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and your daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day, he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Lord, bless the reading of your word. Now, I want us to understand that just a little bit better, my family. You see, the Sabbath day was a gift of God to his people in Israel. That's what it was. It was a gift of God to people in Israel in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, if you will. But to us in this new covenant, it's even a greater gift. It's even a greater gift. Why? Because the new covenant, it is now the new, the new fulfillment of the Sabbath, if you will, a transformation of the Sabbath. It's known as the Lord's Day. We're going to read about that and we're learn a little bit about that because it talks about it in Revelation chapter 1, verse 10. It's called the Lord's Day. And we'll learn a little bit more about that in a little bit. And if you and I will take this day and we're going to enjoy it and spend it with our family and take it to its fullest, it'll be the best tool that you have available for you and your family. You and I both can use this tool, this day of Sabbath, truly. Because trust me, preachers in the house, those that are ministers in the house, understand that it's us that are probably more guilty than anyone else is saying, I don't take a Sabbath. It's true. So trust me when I tell you I'm preaching to myself, first and foremost, I always say that. But let's define the Sabbath. Everybody thinks the Sabbath, it's, it means seven or seven. It's not seven. Sabbath is a transliteration of the Hebrew word Shabbat. Maybe you have some Jewish family or Jewish friends, and sometimes you hear them say something like Shabbat Shalom. That literally means peaceful rest during their day. They believe Saturday, Friday from sundown to Saturday sundown. That is the day they have dedicated to rest and to do absolutely nothing because that is what the Old Testament law has told them to do. And it said Friday from sundown to Saturday to sundown, you are not to do anything, nothing at all. It's where we get our word sabbatical. If you've ever heard the word sabbatical, taking some time off to really just like, okay, I got, I'm on three-month sabbatical. I'm taking some sabbatical leave. That's where we get the word. It comes from the word Shabbat in Hebrew. And when God told the people of Israel in the Old Testament to remember the Sabbath, this is what he was saying. Remember the rest 
Remember the rest. Remember the Sabbath is to remember the rest. Because the Sabbath, the Lord's day, the day of rest, is God's antidote for burnout. It's God's antidote for burnout, my family. You see, you and I, we really don't want rest from work. Right? We don't want rest from work. We want escape from work. We want to get away from work. Am I, am I the only one or not? Because, yes, right, my boy right there is like, yes, I agree. Right? After Christmas is over, you're looking at that national holiday calendar, and you're like, when's my next day off? You're like, okay, I got Martin Luther King. And then after Martin Luther King, you go in there, and okay, which one is this one? Oh, man, not till that day. I have four months without a holiday off? Are you kidding me? And then you're counting your sick hours, and you're like, oh, if I work four more days, I can take four hours off. I can leave early on this Friday. You see, we don't want rest. We want escape from work. That's what you and I want. We, we, we dream about a holiday off. We dream about retirement. We dream about winning the lottery. We say, I want to get away. That's what it says. That's who you and I are. But, as usual, God doesn't offer escape. He offers rest. It tells us in Isaiah chapter 30, 15, this is what the sovereign Lord says. The Holy One of Israel says, only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. In quietness and confidence is your strength. But you would have none of it. You see, it's God's antidote, family. It's God's antidote. And you see, we always think that burnout is all about work. I got news for you. It's not about work. Burnout is also from family. Dare I say ministry? Oh. Yeah, ministry. Ministry too. I like to take a vacation too. Relationships. Burnout from relationships, burnout from even your hobby. How many of you guys have been like, I'm tired. My daughter loves to knit. And she's really good at it. But then from time to time, she's like, there's a saying in Spanish that we say, Está bueno el cilantro, pero no tanto. Like, I like it, but come on. Right? We like it, but come on. And that's burnout. You see, keeping the Sabbath can teach our hearts and our minds to keep still and result is great because it teaches our mind to be restful when we're surrounded by enemies. The Sabbath. It teaches our mind to be restful, to keep still when we're surrounded by enemies, even deadlines. Bosses, pushy bosses. And even those cranky kids I call baby's kids. If you know, you know. A baby's kids back there. That's what the Sabbath does. It allows us to rest. It allows us to take in the fullness of God. 
You see, Jesus fulfilled the purpose and the plan of the Sabbath, not only for us, but also in us. Because Jesus, family, he's our rest. Jesus is our rest. When we remember his finished work that we sang about tonight, when he said, it is done to fulfill all of that that we no longer have to, he said, it is done, it is finished. We remember the Sabbath, we remember the rest. We remember the rest. To rest and to rest. You see, Scripture makes it clear, my family, that under the new covenant that you and I are under, no one is under obligation to observe a Sabbath day. If you want to, that's on you. That's great. Nobody's saying you can't. I'm not pointing fingers if you are. I have family members that observe the Sabbath, the Sabbath very, very religiously. That's cool, and I respect it. I don't call them. I don't do anything on the Sabbath. That's their thing. That's God bless you. But you and I are not under that obligation. Look at what it tells us in Colossians chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. And Christ, my family, himself is that reality. That's what scripture tells us. Don't miss it, family. See, I read that and it was so eye-opening for me because I have struggled with this for so long. You're not alone when you're saying, help me understand. Because the Sabbath We just read that scripture and it said that it's a shadow of the things yet to come. And the Sabbath, the Old Testament Sabbath, was the shadow of that reality that was to come. Don't let anyone tell you and don't let anyone shame you and tell you, I can't believe you're working on a Saturday and I can't believe you're providing for your family on the Sabbath. I can't believe that you traveled outside of these borders on the Sabbath. We should stone you to death. It sounds ridiculous. But to these days, a public stoning, people go to Facebook. Stop me when I'm lying. People go to Facebook. I can't believe these Christians. These Christians. These so-called Christians. And they're doing this and they're doing that on the Sabbath. Don't you guys know the distances? You know how I know? I've been the target of it. It's okay. But don't let yourself do that. Because those public stones, see, they're casting stones on social media. And they're casting stones when you go to your public gatherings and with these family and friends of yours that want to cast stones at you when they make those little snide remarks under their breath. But see, those who are still trying to keep the covenant of the Sabbath of the Old Testament are merely chasing shadows. If we read the word, it said it's the shadows of the realities that are still to come. 
They're chasing shadows. And if there's a shadow, my family, it's because there's a body casting that shadow. What is that body? The Old Testament Sabbath is the shadow pointing to Christ. Christ is that body casting that shadow. Jesus is the body. Keep following Jesus. Don't miss Jesus. He is the reality that was yet to come, that we read about in Colossians. Look what it tells us in Matthew eleven twenty eight. It says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. And I will give you rest. You cannot have rest if you don't have Jesus, because Jesus is our finished rest. Jesus is our finished rest. That's who he is. Earlier I spoke about the Lord's Day. The New Covenant Sabbath is called the Lord's Day. And you can read it, Revelation 1.10. And why? It's because it, it's where, it's when the Lord resurrected. John called it the Lord's Day. And I'm going to detail for you just nine points, and I'm not going to park here for too long. But I'm going to detail for you nine points of why we call it the Lord's Day. Why we call it the first day of the week. The first day of the week is the Lord's Day. That's why you and I gather together on Sundays. It was the day the Lord resurrected. Mark 16, 9. Jesus met with the disciples after his resurrection on the first day of the week. Mark 16, 11. In John chapter 20, verse 19, Jesus met with the disciples eight days later on the first day of the week after he had reappeared to them. That same evening when the disciples were assembled in fear, when the doors were closed because they were in fear of the Jews... Jesus showed up and said, peace be unto you. That was the first day of the week where he granted them peace. They were commissioned to preach the gospel on the first day of the week. John 20, 21. On the first day of the week. The Holy Spirit was imparted to them on the first day of the week. John 20, 22. First day of the week. The Lord's day. On the day of Pentecost, the church was born, way down in Acts. The church was born on the first day of the week, Acts 2.1. First day of the week. The book of Revelation was given on the first day of the week. 1.10. The early church met for worship on the first day of the week, Acts 20, verse 7. When they got together to worship. And on the first day of the week, they took their offerings for the first time. 1 Corinthians 16.2. You can write those down. You can look them up. The first day of the week is known as the Lord's Day. You see, Sundays are not the weekend, my family. Sundays are the first day of the week. Sunday is, rather, the first day of the week. And you and I, by coming to church, are going to start it off Really good. Start off our week really 
really good. So you come in Sunday, I want you to talk to your neighbor, and you want you to be out there in the mall, and you're eating your donut, and you go, hey, how was your weekend? Not how is your weekend, because that day is a Sunday. It's day one of the new week. I know. I know. This new covenant Sabbath, it needs to be a holy day for you and I, church. It needs to be a healthy day, and also it needs to be a happy day because you're saying, what do I do on the Sabbath? I'm here to tell you. Here's what you do on the Sabbath. You make it a holy day. You make the Sabbath a holy day. The Bible is very clear, and it commands us to come together, my family, and worship. It says, come together and worship. You see, you and I have gotten so comfortable watching church in our pajamas. And I love my family that watches online, but we got too comfortable watching church in our pajamas. Hey, where you been? You have no idea how many people I have called say, I miss you. And where have you been? I haven't seen you in church in months, dude. I haven't seen you. And I... Agnosium, we've said this, right? I haven't seen you since COVID. And they go, I know, literally, people have gotten, at least a few people have been very, very honest. and said, I know, if I'm being honest, the streaming has made it so easy for us that we could just get together. And uh, I'm, you know what? And that's great that we have that technology. However, the Bible is very, very clear in Hebrews chapter 10, 25, where it tells us, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. And let us not neglect getting together. Because when you're at home, yes, that's convenient sometimes, and sometimes you need it, I get it. Sometimes it's just not possible, but... Trust me, you're making pancakes and the kids are screaming and the, the kids are on the cats, the cats on fire and you're making pancakes and you're burning the tortillas all at the same time and your husband's saying, hey, I, I need this shirt or I need that shirt if we're going to go to the flea market, vieja. And you're trying to listen to the sermon and it, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Again, stop me when I'm lying. You see, the early church did it on the first day of the week. That's when they did it. But families, I'm here to tell you, listen to your pastors when we say this. You must make church attendance a regular habit in your homes. You must make church attendance a regular habit in your homes you must i'm telling you little league is not worth it little league and football and everything else is not worth it our children are watching us closer than you think my family and you and I are going to change our family tree. We have to remind ourselves. Look what it tells us in Psalm 145, verse 4. 
Remind ourselves this. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. Each generation. How is the next generation going to do it if you and I are not teaching them? How are they going to teach that next generation? Isaiah 38, 19 tells us only the living can praise you as I do today. Each generation tells of your faithfulness to the next. Again, how are they going to do it if you and I don't lead them there? You tell me, church, how are they going to do it? And not only do you have to make it a holy day, but you also have to make it a healthy day. What do you mean by that, Pastor Mike? Because it's not only for worship, but rest on this day. It's not just made for worship and worship only, though you can worship while you rest. Take a load off, man. Take it easy. Slow down. Breathe. Take a deep breath. Enjoy the fruit of your labor. Enjoy it. It's the Lord's day, but look what it tells us in Mark 2.27. It says, Jesus said to them, this is Jesus saying, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not the people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for you and I, not in reverse. Not the cart before the horse. Rest. Make it a holy day. You see, because if a man, I don't know if you've ever heard this expression, but it came to mind when I was, talk, when I was going through this. If a man is chopping wood and he rests, but he rests to sharpen the axe, he's not taking a day off. He's resting and he's sharpening his axe. He's not wasting time when he sharpens the axe. You and I have to remember that we have to continue to sharpen the axe. How do we do that? We do that by observing the Lord's day and keeping it holy. Keeping that day holy. See, you'll chop way more wood, my family, if you learn to make this day a holy day. If you learn to make it a healthy day. But also, family, you have to learn how to make it a happy day. A happy day. The Sabbath is made to be a very happy day. Why? Because Sundays should be the happiest day of the week for us. Because if it's the Lord's day and we're commemorating the day that the Lord came back alive and rose up from the dead, I want to see smiles on everybody's faces when you guys come in. Even if you had a hard time combing that kid's hair. And even if you're running late. Because guess what? God doesn't care about that. He wants you to come in happy. That's the happy day that we should have. A holy day, a healthy day, a happy day. Sunday should be the happiest day of the week. It's the day we're celebrating the resurrection of our Lord. Every Sunday needs to be like Easter Sunday for us. Every Sunday is Easter Sunday for us. 
We put a lot of emphasis on Easter Sunday. We come dressed out and decked out, ladies with your big hats. The guys get new shoes and new shirts for the first time in five years. And we come in and our wives get us all dressed up. I got your outfit picked out, babe. Ah, cute boy. Feeling fresh. Every Sunday needs to be that way when you come in feeling that excitement because we're here to celebrate the resurrection of our God, of our Christ, rather, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Every Sunday. And we take this Sabbath and worship rest and we rejoice because he said, I've come to rejoice and be glad in it. Today is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it, he says. Make it a happy day. Spend time with your family, with the ones that you love. What happened to those times? Put down your cell phones. Put down those computers. Spend time. We have a, we have a family room in my, in my house that we love. We call it the Mad Men room. It's this decked out like 60s room that we have. It's a den. We have a record player and we play. I'll, I'll put on a record from time to time. It just, whatever it may be. Sometimes it's Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Sometimes it's Vicente Fernandez. Sometimes it's the Gaither vocal band. But we listen to it and we just talk and we share life together. And man, we just talk about what I couldn't tell you. Honestly, I couldn't tell you what we talked about last week in that room. But we sat there and we enjoyed each other's company. My wife and I were just drinking coffee. Kristen was there making just noise because that's what Kristen does. She's just there humming or clicking or snapping or doing whatever Kristen does. And Adrienne's there just getting annoyed by it. <laughs> that's my family. But family, remember the Sabbath. Remember to keep it holy. Not as a day of legalism, but as a day of liberty. Today I want you to remember the Sabbath a little differently. I hope that today the Lord spoke to you. That tonight the Lord really said that thing that you've been struggling with and saying, hey, I need to take it. A day, yes, we all need a day off. Yes, I don't want you to beat yourself up over it because it is the rest. Jesus is our rest. He is our rest. The finished work on the cross, that is our rest. Jesus set us free. He set us free not to do our thing, but to do his thing. That's what he has set us free to do. The Sabbath is our rest. Jesus is our rest. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But he said, come unto me. If you're waiting for Jesus to go to you, I don't know what you're thinking. Jesus said, come unto me. Jesus is calling for you. Jesus is calling for you. But he left it to you. See, church, you're in control. You're in control. He said, come. And the invitation is there. He said, come unto me. Will you stand with me as we close in prayer, church? And the amazing thing is, church, as we talk about the invitation that is there. He said, come unto me. 
You see, you don't have to go to Jesus already rested up. After you take a Sabbath and after you say, you know, I'm already rested. You can go to Jesus broken, tired, weary, bent out, and completely burned out. He said, come to me and I will give you rest. Because if we're trying to live up to the Old Testament Sabbath, you and I are not going to make it. This new covenant that the Lord has done for us on the cross, the finished work of Christ, the Sabbath, He is the rest. He is that reality that we read about in Colossians chapter 2. He is that reality of the shadows. They said He's the realities of the shadows yet to come. Jesus is that reality. Find your rest in Jesus tonight. Build your family values on Him starting tonight. And church, if you want to make a decision for Christ and you're not sure if you've ever made that and you say, I want that rest. I want to come before Jesus. I wish I could make that decision for you, but I can't. And if you want to make that decision, I invite you tonight. Is there anyone here that would like to make a decision for Christ? If so... Raise your hand. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anyone else want to make that decision? Is there anyone else? My brother, my sister, praise the Lord. I want you to, church, I want you to pray this with me and with my brother and sister. Heavenly Father, thank you for the work of the cross. Thank you for what you have done for us. Lord, I give you full control of my life especially in this area, Lord. Thank you for the reminder that you are my rest. I vow to take it, Lord, and to honor you, Lord, in all of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's celebrate with my brother and my sister. Will you come forward? We have a gift for both of you. Will you come forward? Amen. Will you celebrate with them, church? Amen. <laughs> yes, sir. Come forward, my dude. Tomas. Brother Tomas, you want to take my brother and my sister? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my sister. Congratulations. Why don't you follow Brother Tomas, Sister Renee? Church, maybe you needed to hear that because you said, Lord, I need to make that switch. I pray that you prayed that prayer tonight, not only is just because, hey, this is what we're doing, but because, hey, I really want to take this Sabbath seriously, and I want to honor you, Lord, with it. I know I did. And so let's pray to dismiss. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the work, Lord, tonight that you have made, Lord, that you have done, rather, Lord, the work tonight, Lord, in every one of our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for your work. Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that the word given tonight, Lord, was really not from me, Lord, but it was from you through me. Lord, I pray that we be transformed in this area of our life, Lord, that we would not only just keep it to ourselves, Lord, but spread this gospel, Lord, this truth to those around us, Lord, to our friends and to our family, Lord, that we would be able to edify those around us, Lord, and change this lost and dying world. Heavenly Father, I pray these things in your name.
Amen. Church, we love you. We'll see you guys on Sunday, the Lord's Day. Amen. Walking in your freedom now.